You're listening to The Martial Brain, the podcast that explores the intersection between the martial arts, science, critical thinking, skepticism, and that wacky organ that floats inside our skulls in a pool of cerebral spinal fluid, making life unpredictably inspiring, infuriating, and sometimes just batshit crazy. I'm Jeff Westfall for The Martial Brain. An American Muay Thai Tale Part 6 Aftermath For the last five episodes, I've told you the story of the Thai Boxing Association of the USA. Of its founder, Surachai Sirisut, who prefers to be called Ajarn Chai, of my early relationship with both, and in the last two episodes I described the legendary and notorious testing process for instructors in the TBA, culminating in my own attempt at the test, ending in tortured, at least for me, failure. To truly understand and appreciate today's episode, you really need to have listened to at least the two previous ones. But in any case, The last episode left me lying in a heap on a hardwood gymnasium floor in Atlanta, Georgia, in the summer of 1991. I couldn't stand up. My legs had taken such a battering during the test that they were now swollen, useless ruins that couldn't support a child's weight. Paula Inosanto, Guru Dan Inosanto's wife, appeared with two bags of ice, each the size of a basketball, for my legs. My students also quickly appeared, lifted me off the floor, and began helping me towards my seat in the corner of the testing area. When I realized their destination, I said, No, take me outside. I was angry, and growing angrier by the moment. I didn't want to lose control and make a scene. My students complied, helping me to a stone bench outside the facility. I asked them to leave me there alone for a while, assuring them that I would be okay. They did as I asked. I sat on the stone bench in the Georgia sun, alone with my pain, my shame, and my giant bags of ice. I now had the privacy to vent my rage with some exquisitely considered and sulfurous oaths. Before long, Ajarn Chai came outside, approached, and sat down next to me. I suppose you're pretty pissed off at me right now, he offered. Respectfully, Ajarn Chai, I really don't want to talk about it right now, was my reply. I didn't know if I could enter a conversation in my current state without losing control of my temper. He said, that's okay, you don't need to talk, just listen. That was a hard test, and you deserve to pass. But, if I let you pass with 57 kicks, I'll have to let the next guy pass with 56. I must draw the line somewhere, and that is at 60 kicks. But, if you decide to take the test again, you will only need to do one round on the tie pads. He stood up and finished with, And I do hope you take the test again. 
With that, he walked back into the building. I stayed a bit longer on the stone bench with my pain, my shame, and my giant bags of ice. But inevitably, I had to go back home. Fortunately, I had not been the one who drove us to the seminar, because I was completely incapable of driving a car for any part of the eight-hour trip back to Evansville. The only thing I remember about the trip is that, other than offering occasional kind words, my students stayed fairly quiet, and that every single bump that the driver managed to hit was a painful reminder of my failure. Once I was back home and had resumed the routine of everyday life, I had a lot to think about, and a lot to explain. Ajarn Chai's final words to me had given me food for thought. In the minutes after my test and before he came out to speak to me, I was pretty resolved that I was done with the Thai Boxing Association and with Ajarn Chai. I wasn't sure why I had been singled out the way that I had, and I didn't really feel inclined to investigate. But the fact that Ajarn Chai had gone to the trouble to tell me that he thought I deserved to pass, and that if I tested again I would only need to do one round on the tie pads, made me revisit my decision. I still didn't know why my test had gone as it had. But, based on Ajarn Chai's final words to me, it seemed that he still wanted me in his association. Perhaps whatever instructions he had given to Rob Kelly on that fateful day had not included making sure that I failed the test, but rather something like making sure that the test was difficult. Anyway, while this line of thought cropped up regularly in my mind over the next few weeks, I also faced the embarrassing dilemma of explaining to my friends, family, and students what had happened. Now, we've all experienced some humiliating or embarrassing event, often one that leaves a mark like a black eye or some other form of temporary discoloration or disfigurement, and in turn have experienced the irritating task of having to repeat the story over and over again of just what happened to everyone who asked. Well, I got past that, too. But it took my body a while longer to recover from the test experience. My left thigh, in particular, took a long time to heal, it was three weeks before I could stand with a bent left knee that would not immediately collapse under the weight. Eventually, however, the blood drained from my thigh, but that created other problems. Over subsequent weeks, the blood drained down into my knee, which swelled to the size of a cantaloupe, and finally down to my calf and ankle, which also swelled. A full month after the test, my left foot was black for weeks. But eventually I did heal up and decided, after a great deal of reflection, to take Ajarn Chai up on his offer and have another crack at the test. I would do it in late October in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now despite Ajarn Chai's assurance that I would only need to do one round, I trained, if anything, a bit harder than I had for the first test, which is saying a lot but training hard is seldom a bad idea. When I showed up in Charlotte for the seminar, Ajarn Chai seemed genuinely happy to see me. He even pulled me aside and said, 
you're going to make Thai Boxing Association history in two different ways this weekend. You'll be the first person who was allowed to test with only one round on the tie pads. And because I have a shortage of instructors today, you'll also need to turn right around after your test and hold pads as an instructor for someone else's test. He then hesitated for a moment and said, I really need you for the other student's test, so you'd better pass yours. If you don't pass this time, you'd better hang yourself from that tree right there, he said, pointing to a nearby sycamore, adding loudly for all to hear, Anybody got a rope? I noticed that in attendance at the seminar was my erstwhile tormentor, Rob Kelly. I greeted him, and he was courteous, but otherwise said very little. I made it through the seminar, and when the test began, my tie pad holder was a man named Dick Harrell, another excellent martial artist and instructor. The contrast between this round on the tie pads and the second round of my first test was stark. Mr. Harrell certainly did his due diligence by occasionally testing my defenses with punches and kicks, but it was comparatively easy for me to fend off the attacks and get in my required number of kicks and knees within the allotted time. In a bit of an anticlimax, I passed the test. Fairly easily. Immediately upon completing the test, and without being allowed any time to ponder what I had just accomplished, I was hurriedly rushed aside and geared up to hold pads for the next guy. And, irony of ironies, it turned out that his instructor was Rob Kelly. Now, I was a bit giddy from the afterglow of my own test and totally not in the right frame of mind to give this gentleman a proper test. But I, and needless to say he, got through it. Now I could relax in good conscience. I was really happy to have at least partially exorcised this particular demon. This testing process had been the hardest thing I had ever done as a martial artist. And at the risk of sounding conceited, that's saying quite a bit. One of my favorite parts of this accomplishment was the ironic understatement of the wording on the certificate that I was presented with at the end of proceedings, and which now hangs on the wall of my academy in a place of pride. It said, This is to certify that Jeff Westfall has completed a beginning course in Thai boxing, Muay Thai. Beginning course, indeed. Going forward, I continued to see Ajarn Chai as often as possible. And beginning in the early 1990s, I began to bring him to my academy once a year to teach a seminar. As a result of the times we've spent together, we've grown closer. One night, after picking him up at the airport in my hometown, Ajarn Chai learned that his father, the man who had sent him to the United States on a mission to introduce and develop Muay Thai there, had passed away. I assured him that, of course, we would get him right back on a plane right away, but he insisted on remaining and teaching the seminar the next day. When his father had tasked him so many years before to reboot Muay Thai in America, I wonder if he knew how well he was choosing. One day, years later, as we rode together in my car, 
I asked Ajarn Chai the question that had been on my mind for many, many years. Ajarn Chai, do you remember my test? My first test? Oh, yes, I remember, he said. Did I do or say something that day that offended you or that you thought was disrespectful? Did you think I was being arrogant when I did 88 kicks in the first round? I want to understand why you had Rob come at me so hard. He laughed. I didn't think you were being disrespectful. It's simply that I thought your strategy was foolish. You should have stopped at 60 kicks and then evaded and relied on foot jabs to keep the holder away. Instead, you burned up way too much energy by kicking for the entire round. I knew you didn't have a teacher at home to prepare you, and I wanted Rob to help me teach you a lesson, which wasn't easy because you were in really good shape, and it just got a little bit out of hand. Now I knew. Epilogue in subsequent years, my relationship with the Thai Boxing Association and its instructor test has grown richer. I have held pads for many people's tests. People like David Rogers, Ryan Blackerby, Peter Farias, and Pete Peterson. This was when I learned that Ajarn Chai uses hand signals during the tie pad segment of the test to tell the tie pad holder when to increase or decrease the intensity and where to target attacks. Students of mine have taken the test, including David Miller, Brian Youngs, James Sheets, Kyle Gilmore, Kyle Pemberton, and Zach Ferguson. Unlike their instructor, none of them failed. My aforementioned student, David Miller, has trained up a number of students of his own that took and passed the test. Yes, that's right. I have grand students that are instructors. Through the years, I've been promoted through the levels of instructorship in the association, culminating in 2013 when I was promoted to Ajarn, or senior instructor. It still sounds funny to me to hear myself referred to as Ajarn Jeff. After I had achieved this status, Ajarn Chai recently tasked me at a seminar with conducting an instructor test of another student thus bringing my relationship with the test full circle. Back in part one of this series, I described how Ajahn Chai brought Muay Thai to this country 50 years ago in 1968, obeying the wishes of his father and uncle. He did this, at first, by himself. Traditionally, instructors are former ring fighters, but there were few to no former ring fighters in the U.S. to draw on at that time. In order to grow this amazing martial art quickly, Ajarn Chai realized that he had to train up his instructors from scratch, which he immediately set to work doing, and the natural extension of this process was the creation of his legendary instructor test. Now that you've heard all about my history with it, let me leave you with this. I'm frequently asked how I feel now, years later, about what happened at my first test. Now, I'd be lying if I said that I'm glad I failed. But it's no longer important to me exactly why it happened as it did, or whether it was a fair test or not. 
of much greater importance is that I learned so much from the experience, not the least of which is how to properly coach someone who is taking the test, and much more importantly, the vital lesson of picking yourself up from a defeat, learning from it, and moving forward. In the final analysis, I really believe that I'm a better martial artist and person for the experience. Anyway, that's what I think. But I could be wrong. Let me know what you think. And check out old episodes of the Martial Brain Podcast at my website, rpmartialarts.com. I'm Jeff Westfall for the Martial Brain. The Martial Brain is produced by Raging Squirrel Productions in association with the Rising Phoenix Martial Arts Academy. If you like the podcast and would like to help it grow, go to iTunes or Stitcher and give it an honest rating and review. Contact me with questions about the Martial Brain or about the Rising Phoenix Academy at my website, rpmartialarts.com. <laughs>